Welcome to season six of the Making a Marketer podcast with your hosts, Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Gretemann Group and Xdan. This show is for all levels of experience talking marketing and business with the best guests in the industry. Two guarantees that we maintain you will learn and laugh. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 119 of the Making a Marketer podcast. I'm Megan Powers with my new company name, Powers of Podcasting. I said I bought powersofpodcasting.com. Um, I, I decided to really lean in into this amazing part of my job. And so Powers of Podcasting is, of course, providing this show. We focus on strategic content creation, of course, including podcast hosting and production. And we are accepting and reviewing outside sponsors for 2023. So please reach out to me, Megan, at powersup.marketing or DMS on our Twitter, Make a Marketer. And I'd love to say hello to my lovely co-host, Jen Cole. How are you, Jen? I'm doing great. Congratulations on your big change. Uh, you blew my mind. That's so exciting. Uh, that's and it funny. makes so much sense. Well, I looked, the URL was available and I didn't have a full-time gig yet. And I was like, uh, hello. So yeah, so I bought the, I still have to, you know, direct the site to proper places and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. But I wanted to um, take the the chance to announce that. And so Ooh. I, our show, well, actually, before we get into the show, big weekend, those who've been listening for a while know that Jen and I are big football fans. Meet with my San Francisco 49ers who won on Saturday. Yes, and we now get to host the <laughs> rivals, the Dallas Cowboys. They have been longtime uh, playoff rivals for the 49ers, true rivals. So, And they haven't yeah. beat us on the road in 30 years. So we're hoping we can continue that trend. Of course, Jen's team got a bye the first week. So we they've been yep. resting on their laurels. I'm sure they don't have <laughs> anything to prepare for this weekend. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. It's going to be a big one. Hopefully we can get those freaking Jaguars and send it back to where they came from. Hopefully I can get redemption and Jen and I can have another uh, Super Bowl show. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right. So I'm excited about our topic today. We've talked about TikTok a couple of times, but yeah. we haven't really like really dug into it, like about how it can help nurture and build community. And so today we have Jeremy Lineberg from Wholesome Media. Welcome, Jeremy. Hi there. How are you guys doing? Good. So good. Welcome. 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 Good. We community is, you know, Jen's love language. And so when she proposed this idea for the show, I thought, oh, that's perfect. Yay. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. It's going to, we're going to rock out with some fun community. And two things I love are community and TikTok. So it's going to be a pretty good one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is going to be a great conversation. I love me some TikTok. Oh man, it's such a rabbit hole though. I get, I don't want, I'm not on it as much as I could be because I know I'll get sucked in. But all right, before we <laughs> dig in, let me read Jeremy's bio. Jeremy Lindenberg is a co-founder and owner of Wholesome Media. He is social media and community building nerd. After undergrad, he loved marketing so much that he got his master's in marketing from the College of William and Mary. <laughs> As the owner of Wholesome Media, he works with clients worldwide on organic social media strategy and community management. He has worked with Andrew and Pete from Team Atomic, international keynote speaker Andrew Davis, 
and several small businesses to help them power their digital brands. The communities he has helped manage are the Chat About Brand Twitter chat, the Africa Tweet Chat Twitter chat, and the Social Media Pulse Facebook group. Jeremy currently lives with his wife, Abby, in Winchester, Virginia, where they are always doing something active and giving back to the community that gave so much to them. Perfect. All right, Jen, let's do this. All right. So... You know, we hear people say all the time, TikTok is for the kids. I'm too old to be on TikTok. First off, what is your response to that? And secondly, why do you see TikTok as being a strong platform for building community? Well, first of all, the the fact that people say TikTok is for kids is an absolute joke. And the reason why I say that is because a CNBC just put out a news article uh, actually about how older people, you know, grandparents are actually going to be the face of TikTok in the future. And because they say funny and goofy things and do <laughs> silly things <laughs> and stuff, and you're finding that their grand or the grandchildren and the kids are recording them and then posting it to their personal TikTok pages. And then the grandparents get upset and are like, well, why can't I do this? You know, kind of thing. So that would be my answer to that. I think it's silly that people would think it's just for the kids because it's not. And in terms of building a community, I mean, what better way to build a freaking community than to put your face, your creativity, your excitement out to people in short form video content? That's why I love it. And then the other thing that I really love about specifically building a community there, and it's been a journey for me and what what I'm trying to do with my own personal page and the wholesome page is that really I'm seeing a lot more people are super collaborative and connective in the comments section more so than other platforms. So I think there's huge opportunity there. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Like uh, hang out in the comment section. I think I hang out in the comment section half the time that I'm on TikTok, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it gives you context too. (laughs) Right. Well, and, and, you know, there's a lot of, I've also realized not in in terms of like the areas that I look at all the time, but in my For You page, I like a little bit of gossip. I won't lie. So Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. a little bit of like TikTok gossip and stuff going on, but I find myself going into the comments to see what creators are in there saying, oh, that crap's not true or, you know, that is true and this is what's going on. So I'm with you there. I I live for the comments too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's a fun place to get different perspectives and see people's reactions. It's great. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. And people will go like deep into your page. I just hopped on TikTok again for first time in a while. Um, shamedly mm. and and yet I'm like oh I replayed some of my videos and then I and then I see and I don't know if it's a new feature but you see the comments scroll as if uh, like mm. as you see on a live and I was like oh that's cool I don't remember that being that there before but it also showed me like in, in real time what the comments were and like who liked it and stuff so yeah. um, Jeremy I want to know like is there a certain creator that inspired you to start creating on TikTok or did you just see an opening for an opportunity and just start going for it because it was the the thing of the time. Yeah. So I would say there wasn't a specific creator, more so like a specific industry that I think sparked my interest on the platform. I really like fashion and, you know, I I like to go thrifting and figure out new ways to dress and that kind of stuff. So I was getting into that on Instagram, actually. And then I ended up just exploring, hearing about TikTok kind of thing. So I was like, oh, I'll get over there. I didn't put a profile picture. I didn't do anything in the beginning. (laughs) I was like, I just want to be a lurker. (laughs) 
And so then I started following specific bigger creators, one of them being, oh my gosh, Noah Beck, I think is his last name, but he's a young creator, but really big into fashion and just working out and stuff, things that I love. And so I started looking at the things that he was putting out and the people that were following his stuff. And then that's kind of how I got into being interested specifically on TikTok and and just the fashion, men's fashion industry in general. So I wouldn't say it was a specific creator, more so just an industry that that I found myself interested in. All right. We're we're not going to see any TikToks of you walking the runway or anything? Uh Uh, You never know. I'm only 25, so I got a lot of life to live. You never know. (laughs) Fact. Yep. But uh, Megan, if I if I could on that, what that kind of concept too, you know, in terms of the business side of things, I have seen. So uh, again, being on Instagram, starting wholesome media on you know that Instagram platform, and starting to build a community there. And and while I was looking at fashion and stuff, I was also. Um, while on TikTok, just seeing what businesses were doing, whether it's a freelance social media manager, whether it's an agency, just really consuming their content, seeing how they're creating there. And I saw an opportunity with Wholesome Media to create social media content there. And again, we're still in the developing process of this, right? So this isn't something we've been doing for a while, have hundreds of followers. We've helped several clients do that. and, And I'm just starting to migrate the Wholesome team in that direction. But I found that there's huge opportunity, not just in putting out content um, or on TikTok, but more so building a community of other social media agencies and other social media managers to grow and learn from. And I think that's super exciting and encouraging for the future of what TikTok can do with the community. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've actually done a few shows on agency life and different. And I'm excited. Actually, uh, our next show is going to be the owners of, of the agency that Jen works for. So, um, oh, that, awesome that you mentioned. Yeah, that. it'll be fun. So, awesome. Yeah. All right, Jeremy. So in your opinion, what makes TikTok so different from its competition, Instagram Reels? That is an interesting question. I don't think there is that much of a huge difference, to be honest with you. But what I think is an actual difference is I've seen a difference in the type of people that create on each of those two platforms. Yeah. So it's not it's not more so, I would say, the platform itself. I think that each of them have a different form of creator that brings a different personality, which has yeah. been really cool for me to kind of like experiment and look through. And I've been studying that a lot, actually, again, with the men's fashion industry, how people, how a creator will create on Instagram versus creating on TikTok. And it, it, it is actually quite different. Um, I, I've noticed that a lot of the times on Instagram reels, the form of content that they create is a lot of times it's just audio over the top of it. And there's not uh-huh. much talking, you know, it's not like a vlog or a blog or, you know, this is how you put your code on. This is where I got it from kind of thing. Whereas TikTok, I've noticed a lot of the videos are a lot more personable where you hear the individual's voice. They may like screw up putting their code on and their, or their button may mess up and, and it's just more playful. It's more personable to me. And so I wouldn't say that in terms of, I, I think the platforms are pretty similar, to be honest with you, Instagram Reels and TikTok, but I think the type of creator that's creating there is pretty different on each of those. So, yeah, I think, I think you put it 
perfectly because you know when I think of I do think of them as differently you don't see like you don't see so much of the dancing trends on Instagram that you you know and I feel like a lot of the time Instagram is so visual usually it's like Mm -hmm. I see a lot of showing you around a store showing you around a restaurant like for uh, the agency that I work at I do kind of tours around the office type of things or stuff like that Um, on Instagram we don't have a TikTok but very behind the scenes on Instagram and TikTok is very out there and it's a it tends to be quite a bit funnier in mm-hmm. my opinion. So I like that they both have their place and I think the way that you explain that perfect. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting because obviously the trend was when Reels came about, people were just putting their TikToks on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm right? not seeing that as much anymore. Is that just me or is that like real? Like people are creating for Instagram and for TikTok and not crossing over like they, like they used to? Well, I know that there, and I don't know if you guys know more about this, but I know that Adam Missouri said, ended up saying something on one of his shows or on his mm-hmm. uh, Instagram lives that he does that mm-hmm. basically if you push your TikToks over into Instagram and the TikTok logo is on there, it, it they like Instagram will basically not push it to a lot of people. Like it just yeah. won't be pushed in the algorithm. So I think people started to not do that anymore. And then there was also an article that came out where if you had the Instagram logo on your TikToks, where the TikTok corporation was like, we're not going to be pushing your content if you're just going to be repurposing like that, which is actually a shame in my opinion. I think it's, I mean, I understand at the base level, the premise of it, but I think it's actually really sad because, you know, it takes a lot of time to create content, especially. (laughs) I'm curious Um, if it's, if that's real though, because, you know, sometimes people's just say it and then it becomes mm-hmm. fact but then someone right. does some actual research and then so i i uh i'm, I'm interested now i kind of want to like i want to hit up jen herman you know that our mm-hmm. interim expert friend and see what she says about that because there's so many things that eat for years got you know mm-hmm. that you'll get shadow banned if you do this and all that and she's oh, like yeah. it's not uh-huh. true so right. um, yeah <laughs> and well and agora plus of course, used to you know do a lot of um, research that they would share. So I interested. I'm gonna find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. For sure. Yeah, Jen, are you gonna say something? Well, yeah, and I, I was gonna say like back to the point of like not wanting to create something twice. The editing tools are so different on both platforms. Like Mm -hmm. there are some times where if I don't post uh, for a while on TikTok, I forget how to edit correct because I'm so used to doing it on Instagram. Instagram, I'm so fast at. But TikTok, I'm like, crap, you can't do that on TikTok (laughs) or vice versa. (laughs) Yeah, totally. They're so different. All right, so let's talk about engagement. What, Jeremy, are are some creative things that you think that creators can do to encourage engagement and to tie into our theme, hopefully then helps build, doesn't just give you numbers, right, but builds community and, and all that kind of thing. What do you think? I think one way to build engagement specifically is tapping into communities that interest you and and co-collaborating with creators in that space. So I think several times I've done, I did one video specifically where it was just a mindfulness. A lady was talking about mindfulness and all of that stuff. And I just paired it with like an outfit that I was wearing. And she ended up commenting on the video out of nowhere and was like, oh, this is great. Like, I love the colors. It means this and all of that kind of stuff. So I think 
I think by um, paralleling with other creators in the community, I think that's a great way to spark kind of engagement. And I think another way to spark engagement is strictly getting into the comments and talking with these people. I think that's important when you're trying to learn a platform and when you're trying to learn how to create yourself. You know what I mean? If, If you're getting into a new area, connecting with people that have either been doing it or that have been looking at the industry is super important. So I think those are two ways off the top of my head that I would say yeah, um, yeah. to create um, and, and spark engagement. So duets, they're called on TikTok, right? Does Instagram, mm-hmm. does Reels have a version of the, of duets or no? Yes, I'm pretty sure you can okay. do the duets within Instagram as well. I've seen a couple people do it, but it's not as popular, Megan. I won't right. lie. It's not yeah, as popular I'm- there. I haven't seen it. That's why, that's why I asked because I, like, I, I don't dig into reels too much. Although they are pretty good at what they suggest. The reels that I, yeah. I should be watching. Yeah. They're, they're pretty yeah. spot on. They're pets and forty ers That's pretty much all, like <laughs> dogs, cats, and forty ers Yeah. So, so there's that. That's funny. Okay, we're in, in midway point. We like to take a little brain break. Our last show, we talked about, you know, what's your word for the year or kind of like, what are you going for? So I just thought it would be interesting to talk about like now that the new year is underway and Jeremy shared a little bit with us in the pre-show. So I have a feeling I know what his answer to this is going to be. What's the best part of a new year for you once it's underway? Because, you know, we all set our, we set our goals or we, you know, some people do resolutions. I'm like, I'm more of a goal, like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Let's focus on these certain things, trying to create shorter term goals. And so I just thought it would be fun to talk about what you think now that we're almost three weeks into the new year. What's the best part of the new year for you once it is underway? Jen saw the question first, so I'm going to let her go first. (laughs) You know, I think for me, it's funny because I noticed this last year. I started my job at Gretemann Group at the very beginning of the year. And so that meant that I was setting up my brand new processes at the very beginning of the year. And then once I did all the grunt work for those systems and, you know, and routines, then they just became by, by, you know, March, April, you know, so efficient, so fast. And so I've kind of put a few newer ones, more refined ones in place this year that I'm working on. And I'm starting to already kind of notice them become secondhand, second nature. And I like that because it changes things up a little bit and it allows me to be a little bit more creative and it allows me to be not so afraid of being creative, but like developing a routine for that creativity, if you know what I mean, is really helpful, more of a structure to it. But I learned that about myself the last year and now I'm just trying to keep leveling that piece of myself up a bit in my workflow. Structure. Yeah. Structure. Uh, who knew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Not it. Jenny, what about you? <laughs> well, funny enough, I'm actually trying to take away some structure in my life in 2023 <laughs> with just uh, so I just I just took wholesome media on full time in 2022 and it was I think I was just hammering it down too much into where it was so structured, it was almost the joy wasn't there anymore. And so into 2023 I think one of my goals is to have a little less structure on what I'm doing just in life in general. Mm -hmm. If I want to pick up a book and read a book, I can do that. If I want to go swim, I can do that. If I want to take a walk, I can do that. Um, Allow myself that time to to just take the break from work and it doesn't have to be so rigid. And then also, you know, I'm, I'm really pushing for new opportunities, both with Wholesome and just me personally in 2023 with different things with fashion or different businesses to work with, you know, new opportunities 
opportunities, maybe a different job, potentially Mm -hmm. something of that nature. But I do, I want less structure in my life, (laughs) which is really funny (laughs) for a business owner to say. Oh, actually, I love that. How the the contrast between your answers and, and mine is actually a little bit of both. I, I started to think about, I don't have children. And so I feel like my, I think about like seasons of life. And I think when you don't have kids and you don't have like those milestones, like you don't have like, oh, there's graduation. And then there's, I mean, I have nieces oh, yeah. and nephews and all oh. that kind of stuff going through that, all of those things. But I just feel it's so interesting because I like weirdly, the calendar year for me is centered around seasons of in the meetings and events industry, you mm-hmm. know, the the spring can get busy, the fall is super busy. But then there's these gaps of, you know, where there's less going on, but also the sports fan that I am around, sport, around sports. And yeah. so it's funny, because I was like, okay, this is like the most exciting time, like people do dry January. And I'm like, dry January, yeah. it's playoffs. <laughs> like I can't, right? What? You can't do that. <laughs> I can't. It's just not possible. I am trying to do a drier January. You know, like, but anyway, so I think the best part for me is just like the open field of the mm-hmm. new year, like not even specific goals or things, but just that, like the possibility that anything can happen. And yeah, yeah. And I just, I feel like more like at ease and for having entering the new year, having just lost a job, I feel more like at peace than I have really in a long time in a January. So, so anyway, I think that's what got me thinking about this question. Cause I was like, gosh, you know, this is a weird feeling. We all need to show ourselves grace too, right? Like I have had some lazy days this week and I'm like, you know what? I deserve a lazy day because things are about to get really busy. And um, and so like taking the time to enjoy those moments, I think is super important. Mm -hmm. So awesome. All right, Jen, let's kick off the second half. All right, let's roll. So how important is consistency on TikTok when it comes to nurturing the community that you're building? And why do you feel that way? Wow. Okay. So I actually just, this, this is so funny. You asked me this. I just had an entire client meeting and a conversation with a friend all about consistency on TikTok. So <laughs> no. it's so funny you asked this. So based off of what I have been doing with my personal page, I have noticed that it is unbelievably important to stay consistent with your videos posting. And again, we're, we're not talking. And remember, we kind of talked about this in the beginning is that it's more playful on TikTok. And so it doesn't have to be like a super polished, clean cut kind of video. So what I've noticed is that the more that I can show my personality, my goofiness, my style and my just my just overall vibe on there throughout the week over and over again, people are more likely to come back and kind of look at that. And, and I've seen that with creators too. The more they come on board in terms of the BF FF's podcast and just post consistently about the things that they're doing and the goofy stuff that happens behind the scenes and that kind of thing. You Mm -hmm. can look throughout the week and see their viewership numbers and their likes and stuff. And it's so weird that it like increases. So I think that it's super important to have consistency. However, my friend says, and I talk a lot too. So if you got to barge in, anybody barge in. But um, (laughs) my friend said, and she specifically works with TikTok influencers with the agency that she works with. And she said, you Uh should be posting like two videos a day, right? Yeah. Um, And so for, I think a smaller creator like myself, that is just a lot for me. I just don't think that I could do that. I mean, I think that I could do that, but it would take up a lot of time. (laughs) You have to batch. 
I think that, right. like doing that requires batching. You, yeah, trying to do yeah. that actually every day to do it, that would be yeah, it'd be too hard. Yeah, it would be freaking tough. But I think in terms of like client work and stuff, I think that, well, not that I think I know that that works as well because we did work with Andrew and Pete and we're posting two TikToks every day and their numbers and their followers were going up like really quickly. Engagement was skyrocketing, all of that kind of stuff. So I've seen it work both ways, really, to be honest with you. But in terms of consistency, I think it's important to post at least like once a day, just because it's so fast, which is so different from some of the other platforms, right? But yeah, that's, I think it is key in the TikTok world. Well, I mean, they they rule the algorithm world. That's for darn sure. So that's Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, (laughs) it's gonna be part of that. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So I want to know what's one of the coolest things that you've seen happen in the TikTok community that stemmed from like a single piece of content or a single topic. Jen gave examples of the the corn kid or the girls singing in the parking garage and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the one thing that I have seen go really crazily, if that's even a word, I like yeah. to make up my own words sometimes. <laughs> <Sure it> <laughs> crazily, crazy is there's a creator who just, he was singing on an escalator and he brought like a choir with him, basically. Oh, I love that guy so much. And so, <laughs> Jen, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And so he just started singing and then this choir just slowly comes in and starts singing. And I also love music. I love acapella, yeah. that kind of stuff. So just the way that all these people came in and then it's, he just kept posting different locations of him doing uh-huh. things. Now, that's the cool part, right? Megan and Jen is that, okay, he's posting whatever. What was even more powerful to me and more interesting and just super fascinating is the comment section of these videos. These people are like, I was having a terrible day and out of nowhere, like I didn't know it was you that was singing, but now looking back on this, you made my heart so happy. It changed the outlook of my day, like kind of thing. And it's like, like it gives me chills even thinking about it, the power of being able to affect somebody at such a deep way by just singing with a group of people is incredible to me. So that's that's something that I've seen really go like wild. I mean, the guy even has a couple of singles now with the choir that he sang with. That's awesome. That was going to be my next question or my my follow on is like, you know, like, so what does that mean? What do you, cause I think that's a, that's the thing that a lot of people ask, right? They're like, okay, cool. And I think this is to go back to Jen's question about just being for kids is Mm -hmm. how can you use it for your business? Like what can you get from it? I love the feel good. Obviously, I love a good feel good and I love getting chills and all that, all that good stuff. But what else? You know, Mm -hmm. like so the fact that you tied it back to then he ended up like succeeding because of it. I think that's a great that's a great example. Mm -hmm. Well, and and another example I've seen too, Megan, with that specifically geared towards like business kind of concepts and ideas and stuff is there's and forgive me, I do not know the name of it, but there's this device that you can sit on a specific hard surface area, put your phone in it and you can, it turns while you move and you can create content. And I have seen massive amounts of creators that push out a lot of content that I follow, social media managers, content managers, they are promoting this product. So, Mm -hmm. and, and based off of like what, again, going in the comments, kind of looking at things, that thing, it kind of, I'm assuming this sees that this product reached out to them to promote it. You know, they're like working in partnership with them. And it says partnership by, you know, the name of the product, which for the life of me, I cannot remember. Sorry. Which is ironic, Um, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they could get, they could be getting a plug right now, but 
you remember the thing that you remember <laughs> what they were doing more than you remember that thing that they were promoting. Exactly. Right. Which is like, that's and the I thing remember- like with Super Bowl commercials, right? You're like, oh, that was so the guy dancing with the bear. That was so funny. But you're like, what was it for? And you don't even. Exactly. Huh. I think that's well, where remember, things can fall short a little bit. But. Yeah, and yeah. I totally agree with that because I remember the three creators, like Megan, Sarah, and John, were are three of the social media people that that create on TikTok that I followed and just saw it because I follow their pages. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I mean, it almost pushed me to buy it because I was like, I'm tired of holding Same. my phone every time I have to do something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think in terms of being a business or being just a creator, small creator in general, there are opportunities to partner with brands and products that you can use within your industry. You know, another thing that I did too, again, I talk a lot, so I apologize. But one thing that I did, I'm getting into like, so men's fashion and other areas like men's skincare for me. I'm a swimmer, so my skin gets unbelievably dry and it's really cold in Virginia right now. So it just gets flaky and gross. But basically I did like a skincare routine for men on my TikTok page and I tagged all the products and it wasn't a partnership, any of that stuff. This was just the things that I use. All of the products that I tagged reached back out into the comments area and was like, oh, this is great. Like, thank you so much for sharing. And then also DM'd me and was like, hey, would you like a discount code? We can give you something for free, you know, kind of thing. So it's, there's so much opportunity, right? With small creators, small businesses, whatever, you know, there is opportunity. You just got to go seek it. Just do it. Put it out there. That was a bit of a ramble on that question, but. (laughs) Yeah, but oh my gosh. Oh, that, that artist with his choir. Holy moly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one gives me, he, every time goosebumps. So back to trends, why do you feel like it's important to jump on trends consistently, but then also how can creators do this and still stay um, within their own topic or industry? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen this a lot with the real estate industry, actually. There's a lot of real estate agents and real estate businesses, brokerages, whatever you want to call them, that end up, they use these, so they they see the trend, right? And, And, or the audio or the transition. And then the best way to do it that I have seen is take it and change it a little bit to your particular industry. So if that's, you know, I'm just trying to think of an example here. You know, we just did one today where, it was a Snoop Dogg song and it was like Snoop Dogg, I'm back kind of thing, talking about his personality and all of this. And we created a TikTok today for a real estate company where the the agent was saying the song, you know, like singing along with the song. But then uh-huh. we put captions over it where it just said his name and kind of talked about who he was. So oh, sure. I think yeah. There's, uh-huh. I think there's opportunity. I think that's a low fruit kind of opportunity, in my opinion, of how to tie in trends. I will say though, I would caution businesses to not just do trends every time they post on TikTok because the algorithm is so quick, but yet as soon as a trend comes out, everybody swarms to it. So it's just boom, 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 boom. It's so much to where you've got to be able to separate yourself a little bit from that trend in and itself as well. So there's got to be a nice diverse set of content in what you're publishing on TikTok. So it's not you know, trend, 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 because that gets really annoying really fast. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. All right. So we have just a couple more questions left for you. And so okay. we want to be mindful of your time and of our listeners time as well. So mm-hmm. we know that consistency helps build community. So what should our listeners expect? Like if they're just getting started on TikTok, what's something they should keep in mind as they begin to consistently create in an effort to build their community? 
I think what the first thing to think about is not everybody is going to like what you post. Not everybody is going to engage with what you create. I think instead you need to take time seeking out who that might be and why you're creating what you're creating. For me specifically, and I'll, I'll talk in the perspective of wholesome media because I felt like I've talked about fashion enough. <laughs> in terms of wholesome media, I think what we're doing now is trying to leverage where we want our business to stand in the TikTok hemisphere. So I think you have to ask yourself a big business question when you get on TikTok is why are you creating what you're creating and who are you creating it for? And it may not be the same audience that you create for on Instagram. It may not be the same audience that you're putting out that blog post for. So I think in my perspective and what I've noticed and what we're doing is our audience actually isn't our ideal client base on wholesome media. Our audience at the moment is actually other social media managers and learning from them at the moment. So I think those are things to think about. Awesome. Love, love, love it. Okay. So we ask every guest to share a business book that they recommend with our listeners contributing to all of our book habits. They just keep building. Yeah. The stack <laughs> is ever growing. What you got? Yeah. So... I'm a big nerd for reading, so I love that you guys do this. I think that's freaking amazing. And if there is a list somewhere that I can go, I mean, I'm going to have oh to go listen gosh. to all the other episodes. I should do that. <laughs> we, I should we do that. Actually, that's a, that's a great point. Do you want to yeah. sign that to me? I'll do it. Yeah. I'll oh, go Jen, through and make Jen a list. Cole. Fantastic. Um, all right. Gotcha. But I would, I would love a list of those past books, but I'm going to add one. I actually read this book in my master's degree program, and it's called Creativity, Inc. I don't know if you guys oh, cool. have heard of it before. Uh-uh. It's by Ed Catmull who is the president of Pixar Animation and Disney Animation. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, so it gives a lot of behind the scenes of how they think the way they do their creative processes and the downfalls sometimes of those creative processes in specific movies. Cool. They talk about The Incredibles. They talk about Nemo, you know, iconic movies. And it's a great read. You know what I mean? In terms of just the way you can read it, it's pretty easy. Uh-huh. There's not ginormous words or anything. But one of my favorite books by far, so awesome. creativity inc we'll nice that sounds that good yeah add sure. that to the list <laughs> yeah <Yep. laughs> i just bought two books this week i got anna hanley's like part two and then i yeah. just ordered mark schaefer's new one the other day right so Anne hanley's is a home run baby let me tell <laughs> yeah. you something because i i am that. in that and I just ordered Marks as well, too. So it's funny. Nice. Air <laughs> five. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy. We appreciate your time and uh, thank you, teaching guys. our listeners about some TikTok. And we'll, of course, have his contact info available um, in the show notes if you want to reach out to Jeremy. If you have yeah. any questions for him or you want to engage him to help you with your TikTok, perhaps this is too much for you to handle and uh, you need you need someone else to take that on for you. Jen, good luck to your team this weekend, kind of. And good luck to yours. I'm just kidding. I have faith. (laughs) All right, friends. And if you enjoy this episode and any of the others that you've listened to, please do us a favor and share it. We love to have more people learn about the show. If you could also rate and review us, we'd appreciate that as well. But share it on. All right, y'all. This has been episode 119 of the Making a Marketer podcast. And we will catch you next time.